Welcome everyone to the Sun Country Airlines Contract Education Podcast. I'm First Officer John Glaros, and I'm joined again today by uh, Sun Country Airlines MEC Chairman Eric Mank, as well as Sun Country Airlines MEC Secretary Treasurer Kevin Broman for today's episode discussing the current order of assignment. Um, this is regarding the LOA 21-09, Section 25, Paragraph I-4. Uh, in our previous episodes, Eric, uh, that we're discussing open time, we talked about the current order of assignment a couple different times and when that comes to effect within uh, that 72-hour window of open time. So today's episode, I, I really want to open up that topic and kind of expand on it. So I'm just going to ask you the question straight up, Eric, in what order will open time be assigned within that 72-hour window? Yeah, right. So important to understand here that there's a shift from what was in the green book, uh, which uh, current open time was today, tomorrow, the next day, or uh, today, the ensuing day, or the second ensuing day, right? Um, that no longer is the case. So current open time is anything 72 hours prior to the report time of the trip. So just to kind of size the box and understand what we're talking about. Uh, inside of 72 hours prior to report, crew scheduling can start to assign those trips. Uh, they don't necessarily have to, but they can start to assign those trips in open time to a reserve pilot. Now, as they do this, there's an order of assignment that has followed uh, in order for the assignment to be compliant, right? So uh, the first guy that they come to in the line is uh, pilots who are FAA contractually legal uh, who have requested a current open time trips so under uh, 25I1B. So those guys should be assigned or awarded really the trips first, right? So you requested an open time and you should be awarded. And Eric, uh, if I could, if I could just one second stop you right there because I've had a little confusion on that, had a couple of questions. Now, if someone had requested, we're talking about uh, requested open time. If someone had requested outside of that 72 hours, they're not going to wait until the 72 hour mark to assign it to a, a, a pilot who requested out of open time, correct? Yeah, no, that's exactly right, Kevin. So um, if you request something, you know, 72 hours and one minute, uh, right, uh, that's an open time, future open time ad and purely uh, is done as an open time ad. So you're not competing there against any of the reserves or reserve assignments. So, if, uh, you know, this system is going to timestamp everything. And so if your request came in uh, prior to 72 hours, you should be awarded that as long as you're FAA and contractually compliant. Yeah, yeah. So it never, that trip never even makes it into this system or this order of assignment. That That is done outside and it never falls into these rules. And so what we're talking about here is a rolling 72-hour period. As the trips come into that 72-hour prior to report, that's what we're talking about here. I just want to make sure everybody knew that. Yeah, that's right. Just uh, really good to understand what the size of the box is now because it's very different than it used to be. Uh, so we're talking here just about trips that are uh, 72 hours prior to report of that specific trip, right? Uh, so once you get inside of that um, 72 hours prior to report, 
Uh, it's still first going to go to anybody who requested it, right? So if you requested it at that point, uh, as long as you're FAA and contractually legal, you should be awarded that trip. Next, they move down to uh, um, reassigned pilots, right? So if you're in your domicile and reassigned uh, or the assigning of legs uh, during the trip hour period pursuant to 25K, right? So um, if you're in the domicile and you're being reassigned, uh, you're going to be the first guy uh, that's going to hit that open time trip. And then uh, any legs, uh, you could be outside of the domicile, right? So let's say you have a 36-hour sit in Alliance and um, Amazon calls up the company and says, hey, we have uh, uh, you know some flying that we want to do out of Alliance. We want... Uh, you know, a plane to go from Alliance to, say, Seattle, um, that leg can be awarded not as a trip, right? Everything else we do starts and ends in a domicile, which the only domicile we have currently is Minneapolis. So uh, all the trips need to start and end there. Now, you're on that sit, and they call you up and they say, hey, will you take this leg, you know, Alliance to uh, to Seattle? You can say yes, or you can say no. And if you say no and they don't have anybody else in alliance that they can try to assign that to, um, at that point, they're going to move on to uh, the next step and probably re, uh, reconstruct that trip with deadheads on it. And then they can look at uh, the next person in the order of assignment, right? So pilots on a time of availability or sort trip within a trip hour period in the location where the legs originate, um, they may take that exact same trip that had, you know, alliance to Seattle. And if they have pilots who they've put on time of availability, they can assign that to that pilot uh, at that point in time. Um, assuming they have someone there, they can use them. If they don't, then, you know, like I said, they put the deadheads on the front in the end and they move down to the next person in the order of assignment. And that would be reserve pilots on reserve time within the domicile, uh, pursuant to 25M3C, and then after that, reserve pilots on reserve time from another domicile, pursuant to 25M. Okay, so what this does, these two kind of work in conjunction, and it says, hey, if you have someone on reserve and this trip is legal to be placed on them, you're going to put it on the guy in the domicile first, right? You're not going to just let a guy in Minneapolis not be assigned. Let's say we were in, uh, in future sun country, with you know five different domiciles and bases um you bid that base based on your seniority and your ability to make money inside of that base and what your seniority can hold inside of that base right so that flying is yours to be assigned inside of that domicile first and if there's nobody who, who they can use inside of that domicile they'll move to the next person in line which is a reserve from another domicile so after they've burned all their reserves, now we get into um, the the complicated position of you know how do you how do you assign something when you don't have anybody to assign it to? So nobody's picked it up out of open time. You know, there's no one in the domicile to assign it to. You've burned out all the reserves from the other domiciles that you could uh, you could assign that trip to. Then they can start to call management pilots. So they can't use a management pilot until they've burned all their reserves, right? Um, then after they've called all the management pilots, they can move to a training pilot who has, you know, raised their hand and said, I'm willing to go fly this. Um, 
after the training pilots, that's where we get into junior assignments. So uh, then they start to call the most junior available pilot in category within the domicile. And then after that, if they don't have anybody in the domicile, they move on to the most junior pilot available uh, in category within the system, right? So again, this notion of uh, you have uh, your seniority that you uh, exercise inside of your domicile and then outside of that domicile if they have to look outside of the domicile. Um, just a quick note on junior assignments here. Um, because we're talking about, you know, in any case here for a pilot to be assigned at any stage in this order of assignment, you have to be FAA legal and you have to be contractually compliant, right? And when you're junior assigned under this contract, yeah, it's important to know that uh, as a reserve, uh, you, uh, if you go below your minimum days off in the month, uh, in order to be junior assigned, those minimum days off need to be replaced and they need to be replaced inside of that calendar month. If the days off cannot be replaced inside of that calendar month, they move up to the next uh, next most junior person and so forth uh, until they find someone who is um, uh, able to be junior assigned. And for the regular pilot, in contrast to that reserve, uh, the regular pilot cannot be junior assigned, nor can they move their days off uh, to get junior assigned. So you can't be a junior assigned over a trip if you're a regular pilot. You can't move that trip to be junior assigned, and uh, you can't move your days off in order to get junior assigned. So just to uh, understand how that junior assignment works a, a little bit while we're here, what makes you compliant to be junior assigned. Anyways, that's the order of assignment. Uh, so you start out... Um, with ads, you move on to uh, reassigned pilots, then you move on to uh, people who are on time of availability or sort trips that are available in those loca locations. Then you move on to reserves in the domicile, reserves outside of the domicile, management pilots, training pilots, and then you junior sign. And Eric, just to make this crystal clear for me, this order of assignment is a set order, correct? It, they can't skip any step. They can't decide that uh, they want to save their reserves and move on to a management pilot. They, they can't, they have to follow it step by step. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. They do have to follow it step by step. You can't kind of willy-nilly move around from, you know, uh, jump past the reserves and save them as, you know, bird in hand and move on to junior assigning when you have reserves available or some such uh, nonsense like that. Um, also important to note here that there is first out, last out rules that work with this as well. So inside of those reserves, right, uh, you have the ability to use your seniority again to uh, bid first out and last out. And we'll save that for another episode. It's a little more complicated. And uh, But inside of uh, this order of assignment, there's another layer of uh, order in the reserve pilots themselves. Yeah, and to Kevin's earlier point, um, I think that demonstration of that within inside the 72 hours, to my kind of what I picked up from your, your conversation together is this would be like a late call out sort of thing, right? Why would a legal pilot bid on it? Well, somebody called out sick within 72 hours. So maybe crew scheduling wants to leave it there to see if a legal pilot can pick it up prior to having to go down the trail of 
all right, we got to find somebody to reassign or we got to go to the sort trips and then into the reserves. Is that correct, Eric? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and I think, you know, what, uh, what this system does is allows pilots to pick up out of open time inside of that 72 hours prior to report. The previous green book would have prohibited uh, our, our regular pilots, uh, even if you had the availability, from adding those trips unless they were um, put out as a, a solicitation. And, and that kind of led to a black market, right, where a crew scheduler could just kind of call the guy who they thought was going to cover it. Um, and some of those trips never even went out published as, you know, a will fly email or the like. And, and so what this does, this system offers transparency and clarity. And you know that uh, every trip that is available to be flown is going to be uh, put into open time as an earnings opportunity and know that you can pick them up all the way right up until they're either assigned to a reserve or uh, are uh, right up until uh, the report time inside of 72 hours. Well, awesome. Thanks, Eric, for all that. As always, for those of you listening, if you have any further questions, please reach out to a P2P volunteer with the Red Lanyard, a Grievance Committee volunteer, a member of your MEC, and don't forget, you can always file a dart with us. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.